Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. You ever wondered how to handle a tough situation? how to uh, deal with uh, a setback or someone who is opposing you. Could be a marriage problem, a health problem, uh, kids having difficulty, maybe trouble on the job. And I, I know that uh, many people handle problems differently. Some people blow up. Uh, they, they just blow up and they uh, have a breakdown. Some throw things. Some have shouting matches. It's getting quiet in here. I must have touched a nerve. Some people hit the bottle. Some people have a drink. Some people do drugs, take a pill. Some people just give up. But after all of those fake solutions, the problem's still there. And then you usually have another problem on top of the problem you originally had. So how, how do we face the difficulties and the setbacks and the problems? And I want to be very transparent with you today. Um, that we've all had those, and I've had those. Someone said, you know, it's going to be a bad day when uh, your horn gets stuck behind the Hells Angel motorcycle group, <laughs> or your IRS check bounces, or uh, your twin sister forgets your birthday, or uh, the, the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard, not a bluebird. It's not going to be a good day. I I've had a string of incredibly horrible days, and... Uh, I just want to, there again, be honest with you. Uh, Matt and I have had a project we've been working on. We've uh, countered that and had a setback of two or three days, several hundred dollars. Um, I got up yesterday. Somebody was at my door, said there were cows out down the road, and they were mine. Um, then, you know, you have this issue and this issue. I've had people, you know, opposing me this week in, in different venues. And you go through two or three or four days like that. And you think, God, what's up with that? You know, uh, is this just more than just a bad day? Is this a string of bad days? And this is what Carrie said. I, I, I came to her and I said, you know, I'm just having one bad day after another. And she said, well, do you, do you ever realize that maybe God's testing you? And wouldn't it be good that God would do something like the emergency broadcast system? He would come on the radio or the television, there'd be this long sound and say, this is God, and I'm getting ready to test you, and I just want you to know that you're being tested. Everything's okay, but I'm just testing you. How many of you know God just doesn't do that? So you have to realize where you're at in the string of evidences and things and, and, and the things you see and you go through. So here's some things that, you know, that we all deal with. And so I've had this string of bad days. So yesterday, we celebrated Matt's birthday, although his birthday was on the 2nd, and he turned 30 years old, so some of the family came in, and Aaron and Natalie and Riley, my little granddaughter, came in. And so they're all out in the yard, and, and they're greeting, and, and I came in, and so uh, they're handing Riley to me. And so I get Riley, and everybody's looking at me and grinning. And I'm thinking, okay, what's up with this? You know, I've got a one-something-year-old in my hands and grinning. And, and, and ladies, can I ask you a question? How many of you, your guys just don't get it? I deserve a better amen than that. I mean, you guys just don't get it. Now, Carrie tells me I'm acluistic, which means you don't have a clue. So, so they're holding Riley up to me, and, and I have her, you know, in my hands. 
And they said, Mike, look at her shirt. And her shirt says, Big Sister. And so I'm thinking, is this really what I'm looking at yesterday? And, and I look at Erin, I look at Natalie, and, uh, you know, she's a doctor, so she ought to know. <laughs> and I look at Erin, I look at Natalie, and I said, so we're having another baby? And they said, yeah, Dad, we're having another baby. <laughs> so God has a way, when you have a string of bad days, Amen. just to show up and say... It's going to be okay. So how do we process that? Uh, everybody okay? Do you blow up? Do you break up? Do, do you give up? And, and a lot of people have those things. I want to give you three things this morning about how that we can look at three people's lives and see how they process that. Then later on I'll give you five things but in these three things and these three people, they didn't blow up, they didn't have breakdowns, and they didn't give up. So the first one is King David. So if you are familiar with David's life, he, he had some rough starts. Uh, God moved in his life. But in 2 Samuel chapter 5, I want to tell you about the kind of time he's having in this one chapter. So David is accepted by his tribe Judah to be the king, but the other tribes reject him for seven years. So you wish everybody would accept you and nobody would oppose you. How many of you know that's not reality? So for seven years, these other tribes, they oppose him. And then the next series in chapter 5 of 2 Samuel is that even though they're in control of their nation, Jerusalem has the Jebusites in control of Jerusalem. So here Jerusalem's controlled by the Jebusites. David doesn't even have control of his own capital. And then once they hear that he's anointed king by all of the nation later on, then the Philistines decide they're going to attack David because how many of you know David and the Philistines don't have a good background? Because he killed, uh, you know, the giant, the champion of the Philistines. They keep showing up. So he, he doesn't have all of the tribes on board. But in chapter 5, they do eventually get on board. And he's anointed king over all Israel. He doesn't have control of Jerusalem. And now he gets control of Jerusalem. Now the Philistines are going to attack. And he's thinking, how can this get worse? I'm going from one difficulty to another difficulty to another difficulty. How many of you have been there with David? You're just going from one thing to another to another. And so I want to pick up the, uh, the scripture here. So the, the Philistines are setting up their camp in the valley of Rephraim. And they're ready to attack. And David goes to the Lord and he says, Shall I go up against the Philistines and will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord said, Go up and deliver the Philistines and I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. So verse 20, So David went to Bel-Perazim. And David defeated them there and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Bel-Perazim. So David says, I'm going to go up. Lord, will you help me? And once he got there, the Lord broke through the Philistines and helped David win the battle and win that war. Now, here's the interesting thing. This 
this line, this title, this place, this location is called Bel Perizim. Say that with me. Bel Perizim. And this is what it means in the original language. The master of breakthroughs, the Lord of the breaks. How many of you need a break every once in a while? How many of you know God is the God of breaks? He's the master of the breakthrough. So instead of, you know, blowing up and giving up, how many of you know the better solution is to break through this thing? So if you're having this issue with your health or with finances, with people who oppose you, or you have a job before you that's very difficult, then this is what God is saying through David. We serve a God who will help us break through our difficulties. And sometimes we have those difficulties, and God has to help us break through those difficulties because sometimes you cannot do it on your own. How many believe God is your helper? And so he is the God of breakthroughs. So David is saying, we serve a God who is the master of the breakthrough. He's the Lord of the breaks. And everybody needs a good break. Now, here's the second account. The Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. But the second account is Job. How many of you remember Job? Job had a series of horrible, awful, no good days. So if you know anything about Job, it's like Job was God's guinea pig. But here's the observations about Job. He's a very good man, lived in the land of Uz. The Bible says he was perfect and upright, and that word doesn't mean he was, you know, perfect in the sense that we think perfect, but he's a very spiritual, mature man serving God. And now he is a man who fears God. He's very rich. And all of a sudden, things begin to happen, and Job does not know why they're happening. There's a conversation in the heavenlies. How many of you know in the heavenlies, things go on, sometimes it's hard for us to see. So Satan comes to Job, I mean to, to uh, God, and, and, and discusses Job. And God brings it up. He says, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, he said, no wonder he serves you. You've got a hedge around him. You've blessed him. You've done all these things to him. But if anything happened to him, he would curse you. He would not serve you. And God said, I don't think so. I don't think he's serving me for what he can get from me. I think he's serving me because he loves me. How many of those two different things? You know, some people trying to serve God for what they can get from God. How many know we ought to serve God because he's God and then we get good things from God? Amen? So that, that's a conversation. And then he allows that hedge to be taken down and then, if you will, all hell breaks loose in Job's life. The, the Sabians, the Chaldeans come and they, they steal some of the livestock and kill his servants. And then all of a sudden the fire breaks out, burns up all the sheep and the servants watching them. And then all the kids are with the older brother at his house having a, a dinner and the house collapses and everyone dies. There's no one who survives. How many of you believe that would be a bad day? So everything Job has, his, his wealth, his crops, his, his children, his livestock taken away, the only thing that the enemy left was his wife. I don't know what's up with that, but I'm just saying. The only thing's left is wife. So how would you react to that? I mean, th this is horrible. And the third is King Jehoshaphat in Judah. And this is what happens. There's three armies that conspire together to attack Judah to destroy it. And it's the Ammonites, the Moabites, the inhabitants of Mount Seir, the Syrians. And they come together, three strong, three armies coming together to attack God's people. They come down through Syria, down by the, uh, the Salt Sea or the Dead Sea, to come invade through the south. And much like, uh, you know, many countries back then, they, they had people on the border to control that. That's a novel idea. But anyway, uh, they, they had people to uh, allow them to notice about attacks.
And so they sent the message back. Some of you just woke up. But, um, not being political, I'm just telling you the way it is. And, and so they're patrolling the border. They see him coming. They send word to King Jehoshaphat. There are three armies coming to destroy us. And Jehoshaphat knows there's no way by themselves they can defeat three armies coming together to destroy Judah. So I want you to listen to the king's words in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. He said, For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. God, we don't know what to do. We can't defeat this army, three of them together, but we're looking to you. So all three of these people, David, Job, and King Jehoshaphat, none of them had a breakdown. None of them gave up. None of them blew up. But all three are looking for a breakthrough. Now, I don't know where you're at this morning, but I believe God is the God of a breakthrough. And whenever we face those challenges, God can help us to break through, to get through that difficult time and not give up, not break up, not blow up. How many of you know there are times you just absolutely got to have a breakthrough? You just can't go on anymore. I've got to have a breakthrough, God. God, you've got to be my breakthrough, God. So let me give you five aspects, five keys this morning on how you can have a breakthrough in your life. And if you don't really have a situation today, tomorrow you'll need this, right? Because it's just a matter of time. You're going to be up against something, someone, an issue, a complaint, a person, a sickness, an illness, finances, kids, could be anything. So what do you do when you need to break through? Here's the first thing. You need to pray and worship. You need to pray and worship. So when we pray and we worship, God begins to move because number one, we ask him, and number two, we value who he is. We need to pray and we need to worship. David asked the Lord when this Philistine army was getting ready to attack him, he said, Lord, shall I go up? What's he doing? He's praying. He says, God, I need some wisdom. I need some counsel. Should I go up? And God says, you shall go up. You shall defeat them. And let me tell you what God did. God broke through Belperazim. God broke through and delivered him. And David said, like water rushing through, God came in and helped me defeat the enemy. And so David says, I need a breakthrough. And he began to ask for a breakthrough. What did Job do? Job has a horrible time. His kids are gone. His source of income is gone. Everything's gone. His health begins to deteriorate. Notice in verse 20 what Job does. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground, kicked, screamed, cried. No, that's not the way it reads. And Job fell to the ground and worshipped. Can you imagine this guy who's lost everything? He fell to the ground and he worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did not sin nor charge, charge God with wrongdoing. How many of you know it took a lot of courage and faith for him to worship instead of complain? to continue to connect with God instead of disconnecting from God and saying, God, this is your fault. This is all your fault. I've been a good person. I've tried to serve you. Have you ever had that conversation with God? I have. Let me just hold my hand up. Have you ever had something horrible happen to you and say, God, why did this happen? I'm trying to live for you. I'm serving you. I'm giving my tithes. I'm trying to do what's right. 
David had the same experience in the psalm. He says, God, why does the godly prosper and I'm having difficulties? I know that you've never done that, but I'm going to tell you I've done that. And Job, he doesn't go there. He says, I came naked. I'll go back naked. There are no U-Hauls behind the hearse, no pockets in shrouds. God put me here. God's going to take care of me. I'm not going to sin with wrongdoing. Amazing thing. What, what did Jehoshaphat do? He, he did the same thing. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. When Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. You know what he's saying? God, I need your help. There's no way we can defeat this army. But this is who you are. You're the God of a breakthrough. Job is saying, God, you're the God of a breakthrough. David is saying, God, you're the God of a breakthrough. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to break up. I'm not going to blow up. But I'm going to look to you for my breakup. I'm going to break up this problem, break up this enemy. I'm going to break up this army. God, you're going to give me a breakthrough because you're the master of the breakthrough. You're the Lord of breaks. And God, that's who we serve. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat's doing there. So what do I do when I'm facing that? I pray and I worship. And that's exactly what Satan doesn't want you to do. The enemy doesn't want you to turn to God and say, God, I need your help and worship him. You know why? He knows that God is the God of the breakthrough. Now, now, here's the second thing. What do we do when we need a breakthrough? Number two, we partner. Say that with me. We partner. Let's say it again. We partner. Everybody in Oklahoma, Texas should know this. You need a partner. Hey, partner. It's horrible to go through a difficult time by yourself. No one should go through difficulty by themselves. You say, well, pastor, I've been through difficulty by myself a lot of times. Then you should have asked for help. We should not go through difficulty by ourselves. If anyone taught us that, and this is next week, but Elisha and Elijah taught us this, especially Elijah, because once he got by himself, how many of you know it wasn't good? So we shouldn't go through things by ourselves. We need to partner through difficult times. And all three of these had partners. Let me show you. David had his men. Before he was ever anointed king, he had the mighty men of David surrounding him. He had his nation or his tribe around him. When he went to face the Philistines, how many of you know he did not go by himself? He had the entire army with him when he went out to face the Philistines. David did not go out by himself. How many of you know it would have been horrible if David went by himself? Job wasn't by himself. He had a wife. I don't know what good she did, but... She's the one who said, curse God and die. But here, here's the good news. Three friends came. I don't know how good they were because sometimes they didn't give, give good, very good advice, did they? But no one should go through difficult situations by themselves. Jehoshaphat had the entire assembly of Judah with him. He did not go by himself. Here's the third thing. If you're needing a breakthrough, you have to have patience. You and I must have patience. Why? Because God doesn't always show up at your timetable and on your schedule. So if we have patience, then we can see a breakthrough in our future. You see, David didn't solve all these problems by himself. Remember, seven years before the other tribes accepted him. 
He's in control of Palestine except for Jerusalem. He had to have patience to take the capital. He had to have patience to attack the Philistines. So he had to have patience. Job's ordeal lasted days and weeks and months. He didn't get uh, cured overnight. So he had to have patience through that. And in the middle of it, he's asking the why. Why did this happen? Why am I going through this? And guess what? He really doesn't understand it until kind of the end of this. Have you ever went through something you didn't know why you were going through it until it was all over? And so when Carrie comes to me and she says, Mike, have you ever thought you're going through a test? Well, maybe, but I don't know why. And, and maybe you're there today. You're, you're sitting there and say, hey, I'm facing some challenges. I'm facing some things. I don't know the why. Just ask some patience. How many of you know this isn't over yet? Here's the, third, the, the fourth thing. Keep perspective. Say that with me. Keep perspective. Let me ask you a question. Did you really think you would get out of here without being attacked? Did you really think you were going to live this life with no trouble? Did you really think that everyone would like you? Did you really think there would be no issues, no problems? I don't care what you do, what job you have, who your family is, you cannot be that naive to think everybody is on board with you. Right? You cannot be that naive to think the enemy won't attack you because he doesn't like you. Listen, Jesus tried to tell us that in this world everything would be perfect. No. He said, in this world you will have what? Tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You're going to go through difficulties. Your kids are going to go through difficulties. They're not going to be perfect. Your husband's not going to be perfect. Hello. Your wife is not going to be perfect. Let me tell you why. You live in an imperfect world, and therefore you're going to have challenges. You're going to have problems. You're going to have issues. You can either break up over that, you can blow up over that, or you can have a breakthrough through that. So the breakthrough is the, the best thing. The breakthrough is the most valuable thing that we can have. Because if we blow up over it, if we break up over it, we're still having the issue and it hasn't gone away. So we can break through it. We have to keep perspective. Here's the fifth thing and the last thing. You have to look for profit. Not the prophet who prophesies, but the IT prophet. Say that with me. You have to look for the prophet. Say that with me. You have to look for the prophet. God's been dealing with me on this for a few months and... And, and here's the, the take, and I want to be just as biblical as I can because I don't want you to think I'm stepping out with an opinion here. But the question is, can you be better off on the other side of the issue with the breakthrough than you were when you went into it? Let me ask the question. Could you be better off after you go through the issue with the breakthrough than you were when you started? And the answer is absolutely yes. So let me show you why. Let's take King David. So David... N not all the tribes accepting. He hasn't captured Jerusalem yet. The Philistines start to attack him because he's anointed king over all of uh, Israel now. So once God gave him the breakthrough, everybody say breakthrough. breakthrough. Once God gave him the breakthrough, there at Bel Perizim, the God of breakthrough. Now this is where he's at. Now all the tribes have accepted him as king. He has control of Jerusalem, the capital. He's defeated the Philistines. Now let me ask you a question. Is he better off after the difficulty or before the difficulty? After. Because once God gave him the breakthrough, now he has the anointing by all the tribes. 
He has control of Jerusalem, and now he's defeated the Philistines. Better off before or after? After. Because before, none of those things were in fruition or reality. So he's better off after the breakthrough. Now, here's a tough one. Was Job better off before the problems or better off after the problems? Well, you would say, man, that's a tough one, Pastor Mike. But I'm going to just read this out of the Word of God. So this is Job 42, which is the last chapter. And this is verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave him twice as much as he had before. Did, did I read that right? And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had, what? Before. Before what? All the problems. All the difficulties. All, all the issues he faced. So, Job now has twice as much as he has before. Now, the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. So, Pastor, could, could I have a greater blessing going through all this difficulty and this, this struggle and the problems and the issues with people and finances and, and all this stuff? Could I be better off on the back end of this than the front end? According to Scripture, you could be if you don't break up, blow up, give up, but get a what? Breakthrough. You break through. So if you don't get a breakthrough, you're still on the other side, but a breakthrough gets you to the other side. David was better on the other side. Job was better on the other side. He had twice as much more on the other side than he had in the beginning according to Scripture. Isn't that amazing? Well, here's the last one. What about Jehoshaphat? Those three armies, remember, getting ready to attack? He knows that they can't defeat them. He calls out to God and God gives him the solution. Do you remember the solution? Instead of sending the army out to attack them, guess what he did? He sent the singers and the worshipers out on the front line to attack them. How many of you would have left choir that day? <laughs> His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So now they go out and they're on the front line to attack the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the Syrians. And they begin to sing about the goodness and the holiness of God. And as they sing about the goodness and the holiness of God, so let's go back to number one. What do you do when you need a breakthrough? You pray and you worship. So that's what they did. And God said, this is what you do. This is not Jehoshaphat's plan. This is the plan of God. And so when they get there to the battlefield, guess what they find? The enemy, all of them, all three armies are dead. Now please understand, what have they been doing? They've been raiding through these countries and these city-states and these towns and they've been pillaging, they've been taking the spoils of war from all of this area, and Judah is the next on their agenda. But God intervenes, and he gives Jehoshaphat and Judah, gives them a breakthrough. They didn't break down, they didn't blow up, they didn't give up, but they got what? A breakthrough. Now let me read this to you. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil... They found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And there, they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. So here's the question. Were they better off after the difficulty or before the difficulty? After. 
There was so much valuables there on the enemy because they had raided all these other places, countries, and city-states that when God gave Jehoshaphat and Judah breakthrough, they were better off than they were at the beginning. said all that to say this. Whatever you're facing, if you'll face it right, if you will pray, if you'll worship, if you'll have the right perspective, if you'll have a little bit of patience, if you'll get a partner, then guess what God will do? He'll give you a breakthrough. And you could be better on the other side of the breakthrough than you were when you started. What you meant for my evil, God meant for my good. How many believe God is the God of the breakthrough? I don't know why, you know, I, I'm sharing this with you, but th this is what I really feel by the Holy Spirit. I felt like somebody came in today, and, and you're facing a challenge. Maybe you're in the middle of one, and maybe you've been like me for the last three or four days. You've had some horrible, rotten, no good days, except you're going to be another grandpa, okay? Again. So if you're there facing that, what I want to tell you today is don't blow up over it. Don't break up over it. Don't give up over it. Believe that God is fixing to give you what? A breakthrough. Because David said, God is the God of the breakthrough. He's the master of the breakthrough. When we don't know how it's going to work, how many of you know? He knows how it's going to work. So wherever you're at today, big problem, little problem, makes no difference. God's bigger than all of our problems. If we will, if we will do it right, God will give us a breakthrough. And we can be better off, wiser, stronger, smarter, better going through this than when we started because God gave us the breakthrough. Bow your head with me right now. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you were encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory and hope changes everything.